Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. And today's podcast is being sponsored by the guys at Diamond Financial Services. And if you're looking to finance your franchise, just simply click the sponsorship button below of Diamond Financial, and you'll get some great information. Today's podcast comes from Jim Cohen, who is the founder of Franchise Perfection. Jim had a great quote. He had actually a bunch of great quotes when we had him on the show. He's been involved in franchising almost 25 years now. He said most people know what they like, but they don't necessarily know what would be the best franchise opportunity for them. In other words, uh, and we've referenced this on the show before, you know, there's many people that like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm a big fan of Dunkin' Donuts, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'd make a great franchisee. You know, and the same thing applies to Subway or McDonald's or whatever that may be. So listen to what Jim had to say. I thought he gave some great advice to uh, aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise. With your particular situation and what your desires are, Interesting. Then you have kind of a recipe for success. Right. Do you find a lot of people really don't know what they want, Jim, or um, like they think they have an idea, like they may say to you, they're approaching you and say, you know, I want to buy a Dunkin' Donuts, and the only reason they want to buy a Dunkin' Donuts is because they like the coffee or the donuts, but um, do you get a lot of that where where people really don't know uh, what match they'd be appropriate for? Yeah, no, great point. I mean, most people know what they like. Right. But they don't necessarily know what would be a good business. And they say to you know, I I, I hear I hear all kinds of things. I mean one of the things I hear all the time is I don't care, I just want to make some money. <laughs> right. Um, you hear that and then you hear other things is is you know, I really want to do something special. I want to help people. Right. Or I want to um use my expertise or my skills and and you know, um uh, get into involved in a business that's going to make me feel great about myself. So everybody has different sort of um, goals and aspirations or visions of how they see themselves in a business opportunity. Right. And what I try to do is is identify the key elements of what's important to them and the key elements of their particular situation, and then match them up with something that. Um, makes sense, or at least has some some of the key elements, and then they can investigate those opportunities. It's a process. It's not an event. Right, absolutely. I, I have a lot of people say to you, I've never even thought of that. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, no, and, interesting. And, you know, I, I never thought of that again. And, you know, 
and then they start thinking about it, and then all these start all these questions start happening. And the reality is is that sometimes it takes a process of investigating a number of opportunities before you identify the opportunity that makes the most amount of sense for you. And one of the things I've learned over the years is the the people who do investigate thoroughly are the ones that have the most control of their destiny because they have the most uh, amount of information and have answered the most amount of questions. So due diligence is a very important part of being successful as a franchisee. Yeah, I would agree. We've stressed that a lot on previous shows. Yeah, that's a good point, Jim. Yeah, so and, and some people don't know the questions to ask, but they learn as they go through the process. And that's what I try to do is coach them um, and find the, the questions. Because ultimately what matters is them getting involved in a business opportunity or a franchise opportunity that they feel really good about and that fits their particular set of circumstances. And financial is a very big one. You know, I right. want people to really have enough capital to be able to fund that business and enough backup capital to be able to support their family. Interesting. Right. We know, Jim, that's what I do. So uh, a lot of our loans are startups, and uh, we're we're pre-qualifying people. People need to know where they stand. If they can get financing, always having that cash reserve money, working capital. Maybe a spouse is keeping and having some outside income coming in. So, uh, you know, that's... That's my everyday life going over that scenario with people. Right, and that's that's an important aspect. And I know you guys are talking about the UFOC earlier. It's it's not necessarily one of the items in the UFOC is is what kind of um, backup money do you have to support your family or how are you going to support your family. It really that's talks about the business right. opportunity, right? Not necessarily about the support of the family. And I've seen a lot of people get in trouble early because they don't have that backup. So I pretty much go through that process with them and make sure. Um, I get a lot of calls of resales from franchise people who are in the business and uh, right. you know are interested in possibly reselling the franchise. And the most common problem is is that they run into financial, they run out of working capital. Right. And uh, and that's. That's that's something that you just got to really consider, and I I um, I stress can't stress enough about how important that is. And I know Don, you and I have talked about that. that that's that's a critical important um, uh, thing when when coming up with that business plan to finance a business. Right. To make sure that there's enough to support that family over right. six, eight, twelve, eighteen months. It might take to. Before, before profitability, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, a good point. Yeah, exactly. So, what what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur, Jim, looking to buy a franchise? You've kind of mentioned a few things so far. I mean, what 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 would you feel about the biggest main point is? Um, you know, know yourself. Um, one of the things that uh, you know I've learned is the willingness to work hard is is obviously a must-have in order to see, succeed as a franchisee. Unfortunately, hard work is only part of the picture. Uh, not everybody is suitable to even be a franchisee. Right. Um, kind of uh, to me, franchisees represent the middle ground between employees and entrepreneurs. I call them franchipreneurs. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah. So the ma- the mass 
uh, the vast majority of people, you know, most successful as an employee. True entrepreneurs are few and far between. Those are the ones that are willing. They have a vision, and they're willing to take all-out risk. Right. And and they don't really want to hear anybody else's opinion in most cases. They really see this, an entrepreneur, and they just really want to go for it. Right. Um, So they take out all-out risk. They put everything on the table. For entrepreneurs are are a little different. they, They want a tried and proven concept. And they're uh, willing to uh, follow established procedures to run that business. Right. I look at a franchipreneur as one who's willing to accept a measured risk. Right. They do not want to reinvent the wheel. They want to go into a proven business model that allows them to bring their capital, their work, and their particular life experience into that model and make it successful. Um, on a shorter runway. That's the perfect match, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to starting out on their own. Uh, right. That's too risky. Exactly. That, that requires too much learning curve and too much capital to uh, have for that that learning curve because essentially a learning curve is mistake, mistake, success, mistake, right. mistake, right. success. So right. The failure rate is so much higher with a non-franchise startup, obviously. I thought that was great advice from Jim uh, as far as uh, when Don asked uh, what advice would you also give to uh, an aspiring entrepreneur. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now. In fact, this year is going to be our 10th year and 500th show. And during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. One of my habits since hosting franchise interviews is I pick out one show to listen to every single day. And that's the great thing about a podcast is you can go back and listen to uh, the old shows from like nine years ago, five years ago, or even yesterday. And, you know, I always find something interesting for our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast. And most recently, I was listening to an interview that we did a couple of years ago with uh, Craig Slavin, who is a, well, at the time, he was a 45-year veteran to franchising and just full of knowledge. And he had this wonderful quote. He said, just because you can afford the airplane doesn't mean you should be the pilot. And he explains why and how this all pertains to franchising. So here we go with Craig Slavin of Franchise Navigator. With so many concepts, this is where your your service comes in. When I was reading about your background, Craig, it, it sounds like you certainly discovered a need in the market. Um, it, it's as you were saying earlier, it's it's a nightmare for the franchisor and the franchisee to both get involved with each other if if it's not going to work out. So you created this this interesting concept called Connect Me. It kind of segues into. My next question, with so many different franchise concepts, how does somebody who's interested in getting into franchise, how do they select the right one? Well, that's a great question. And um, my favorite expression is, just because somebody can afford the airplane doesn't mean they're qualified to be the pilot. Wow, that's great. So, I don't have to use that on the show. <laughs> my pleasure, by by all means. And what what... What I found was that people bought franchises for the wrong reasons. 
And, and what gave me that insight was really two things. One, when I was asked to provide expert testimony, litigation support when there's conflict, and I would listen to both parties. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that, that song, everybody's right, everybody's wrong. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, there is no right, there is no wrong. There's three right. sides to every story. And then what happened was it was really a very interesting aha Having been a franchisor, having sold franchises myself and consulted to hundreds of companies, we'd always scratch our heads and wonder after we we sold a franchise, you know, is this going to be a good fit? How are right. we going to know if this person's a good fit for this model? And you generally don't know until after the fact. And after the fact, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good thing. So we looked at whether or not We could be predictive in the recruitment and the selection and the awarding of franchises to people because it's sort of like walking into the vegetable section of the the grocery store. You don't have just onions. You don't have just Mm -hmm. potatoes. You've got a wide range, a wide variety to choose from, and the same thing is true about people and human nature. Everybody has their own value system. They have their own strengths, their own weaknesses, skills, behavior. So we looked at how can we be predictive. And I assembled in the late 80s a team of industrial, clinical, organizational, and behavioral psychologists along with some key franchising executives. And we looked at what is it we're looking for and how can we find it and whether or not there's a tool out there that we could use to measure the skills, the values, the behavior, entrepreneurship, leadership. And the fact of the matter is, in real-life situations, we, we utilized some of these tools. And the tools were great tools, but they were generally designed to recruit employees and right. determine whether or not somebody in one cubicle is going to get along with everybody else in the 38 other cubicles surrounding them. It had very little, if any, application to managing, running, and executing a business model. So we developed our own tool, and that tool is called Franchise Navigator. It's a skills, values, and behavioral assessment tool. It takes, now that it's online, it takes approximately eight minutes to complete. And what it does is it actually identifies the skills of a, of the particular individual, what their value system is, because that's the basis for making decisions, what their behavior is, how they're going to function in a leadership capacity, in operational efficiencies, customer service, people development, delegation, time management. And we now have approximately 150 franchise organizations where we've gone in and we've actually benchmarked their existing franchise operators, and then these companies, using their own performance metrics, identify if they're a high performer, a mid-performer, or a poor performer. We have a team of independent statisticians that then do an entire statistical analysis of the data, and from that, we're able to create a high-performer profile for either single-unit or multi-unit, for each of these companies that indicates on a scale of 0 to 
in four different dimensions where the high performers score, where they fall. All inbound candidates, new candidates, are given the same assessment tool, and within two seconds, an email is sent to the franchisor that graphically, in color and through a chart, identifies the individual, how they compare to the high performer profile, and whether or not they're a strong candidate, an acceptable candidate, or a poor candidate for that particular franchise. So it goes beyond criteria of money, location, and industry preference, and it actually goes into can this person execute the business model, be the extension of the brand in that particular market, and is a good fit. Well, Marty, well, a lot of work we, has gone into this. <laughs> oh, a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of money. Yes. We're getting ready to launch version eight, uh, which wow. we're going to release at the IFA convention coming up uh, in a month, and Great. it's going to give us even greater detail and insights into an individual on a predictive basis. We even know how these profiles respond, how individuals respond during various stages of the process of becoming and then once they are a franchisee so that we can train the franchisors that it's not about the products. It's not about the locations. Uh It's about the people. The strength of market share comes from not how good the product is but how strong the people are who are delivering it. So what happened with Connect Me was we realized we have information that nobody else on the planet does. We know who these companies are looking for. We know the geographic area. We know the liquid capital requirements. So we reversed the process, and we created Connect Me, which is sort of like the Match.com, the eHarmony of buying a franchise. We offer it for free. People can take the survey, and within a matter of seconds, they can see their profile, they can download their own personal profile report, and they can identify very quickly and see what companies they match up to, what profiles their profile resembles. And it's only compared to the high performers of each of these brands. Well, this is truly, I mean, it truly is a win-win situation, isn't it, Craig? I mean, again, you know, it was interesting when you were telling the story from the franchisor perspective that you sell a franchise, and there must be, and again, I've never done this before, but I can imagine there must be this tremendous pressure, or hope anyway, that the franchisee does perform and that they are a match for the company, because if they're not, I guess, and you know this better than I do, it could be a nightmare for the franchisor, can it? It, it is a nightmare, and, and the mistake that a, that a lot of companies make is they take a one-size-fits-all approach uh-huh. to growing their business. So they'll treat one particular profile the same way that they'll treat another profile, the same way they'll treat another profile, without realizing that what they're doing is they're creating a disconnect. Because if they're talking to somebody who's a very high, what we call, associator, that person is going to buy the franchise because of safety, security, because they want to become part of a family, and and they need to be trained and developed and communicated 
in that way because that's their value system. Another profile, a high influencer, is going to buy a franchise for the prestige, for the bragging rights, mm-hmm. so that they can spread their peacock feathers and say, look at what I'm doing. Well, right. if you talk to that person about safety and security, there's a disconnect. And if you talk to the high associator about income and prestige, there's a disconnect. So what happens is is that the companies, if they use the navigator, if they use the assessment tool, have the ability to modify and adapt their tools, their training programs, their communication programs to the needs and the desires of the individual as opposed to force-feeding one process to them all because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You have to write a book on this topic, uh, Craig. If you like- Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reed's podcast, you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting Franchise Interviews now for almost two Some fantastic quotes on the topic of franchising. Today you're going to get to hear from Gary Grasso of the Desert Moon Fresh Mexican Grill Franchise Concept. And Gary answers the question, what is the best franchise? It's a common question that Don, myself, and Gary have received over the last decade. And I thought Gary's response was fantastic. Uh, he also talks about the three-legged stool of a successful franchise. His answer was brilliant. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Franchise Interviews, LLC, and Franchise Interviews gives you an up-close and behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get inside tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show on Blog Talk Radio, where each week you get to hear interviews with franchisors, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and franchise attorneys, and our franchise newsletter, which is a must-read for anyone looking to buy a franchise. And here we go with Gary. And the work ethic, really. And You know, that's a great point. I do, I do several seminars a year on the topic of franchising, and I, I'll tell you, I don't think, I don't think that uh, there isn't a meeting that goes by that someone in the audience doesn't raise their hand and ask me what I think, quote, the best franchise is. I, yeah, I get that all the time, you know, myself, Gary, being in financing. People always ask me. Same here. Yeah, and, you know, first of all, ultimately that's a money question, and I'm not, you know, I'm one of those folks who believe if you chase money, you won't get any. Um, so, you know, my response over the years has always been the same. It's not about, quote, the best franchise. It's about, really, what is the best franchise for you? What's right. your passion? What do you love to do? What do you, uh, what are you good at? Because, Again, you know, quoting Michael Gerber, once you get past that infancy stage where you are the technician, or as we say in our business, the chief cook and bottle wash, you then need to expand your business by getting getting started on the work of an entrepreneur and bringing the technicians and the managers in to work with you on your business. So to simply ask what's the best franchise um, is to simply say what's the best automobile. I guess the I guess the issue is what's the criterion? What are you looking for? What are you good at? What's your background? And most importantly, what are you passionate about? If right. you if you're not passionate about building a business, then um, chances are you'll get exact you'll get exactly what you may uh, be passionate or not passionate about. And in the case of a lack of passion, that would be nothing. <laughs> when people ask that to me, Gary, I say there's thousands of franchises. How the heck do I know? <laughs> there it goes. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's a very um, for for experienced franchisees, and I think you alluded earlier in your in the top of the show regarding uh, some of the work that uh, my friend Dan Rowe at Transmart is doing. You know, there are experienced franchisees, certainly the type that Desert Moon is seeking, who have background in the food industry, who understand the business model of franchising, have an organization, and they take a system like Desert Moon Fresh Mexican Grill, and they plug it into their already existing system. And that's one type of franchisee. And then you have another type of franchisee, who is the first-time business owner, the entrepreneur, the person who is dreaming of, of operating their own business and developing a business whose approach is extremely different. Their approach is much more from a technical aspect, much more local. In the beginning, um, many of them work, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 hours a week. Essentially, they, they buy themselves a job. And I don't mean that in a negative way because in the beginning, for the first-time business owner, if they're involved in a business that they're unfamiliar with, that's a great way to learn the business, um, and then they, you know, and then they develop from there. So there are different types of franchisees, as well as different types of franchise companies and business models. So I'm convinced there's a good fit for everyone and anyone out there who wants to pursue um, the use of franchising as a development tool for themselves, either as a franchisee or a small business owner that wants to duplicate their business but doesn't want to open up a bunch of company stores. They want to use franchising as a as a tool. There are plenty of opportunities out there. It sounds like Desert Moon will go in either direction in getting a new franchisee, either that already existing business owner experience or the first-time owner, right? Absolutely. We, uh, we obviously uh, are cautious uh, about who we bring in as franchisees. Um, if you if you look at the what I refer to as the the three legged stool of a successful franchise operation, uh, the three legs are the concept, the operator, and the location. Um, the first piece, the concept, I'm confident uh, regarding Desert Moon Fresh Mexican Grill because we're a 16, 17 year old company with a, a long operating history of success. Right. Location is something that is always uh, is, is is always up for grabs with potential franchisees because it's elusive in the sense that you need to understand what makes your operation work. So uh, locations look different to different types of operation. But the other piece, the operator, who is the franchisee, that's key. Um, even in a great location with a great uh, concept. The wrong franchisee could fail because the franchisee is the pulse, is the heart of the business. The concept may be the brains, the location may be the legs, if you will, how it stands, but the franchisee is the is the heart of the business. And what the franchisee takes to the business uh, really will uh, set the tone. That's interesting. So we're very careful about franchisees, whether they're experienced or first-time uh, business owners. That's interesting. What do you look for in a... Franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 